Welcome to the Human and Technology Podcast. This podcast is for anyone who develops, distributes or uses technology. For all those who always have the feeling that technology overwhelms or dominates them. For everyone who wants to know how to deal with technology in everyday life. For anyone who wants to understand what technology does to us and how we can get our lives back. This podcast is for those who want to make technology sexy. All the product developers, designers, UX, UI professionals, product managers, CTOs and CEOs. And it is for you. My name is Dr. Peter Reska. My friends call me Dr. Peter. I am your host and I am happy that you are here. Artificial intelligence is one of the biggest buzzwords in technology at the moment. And some some uh, headlines of today say that we have already reached peak hype as far as AI is concerned. The point here is that uh, artificial intelligence is around us since many years. So if you go to the big search engine, if you go to the big bookstore, if you go to social media... You always have contact with artificial intelligence. The new thing here is, for example, in ChatGPT, is an HMI thing. It's a human-machine interface thing. Artificial intelligence suddenly becomes easy to access, easy to use, which raises its value and creates this awareness. And uh, so I, I made the decision to have another podcast on artificial intelligence with a focus on the Carly Project. The Carly Project is funded by the German government. So I am allowed to talk about this. I am uh, part of this project The consortium con contains a couple of really relevant players in the automotive industry, companies like Audi or Ford or Cunningham, and a high number of uh, mid-sized and small companies. But before we go into the details, a little housekeeping thing some organizational stuff. This will be the last episode of the Human Technology Podcast before I make a summer break. So it is, I'm recording this one in late July. It will be on, uh, online early August. And uh, then I will skip a couple of publication dates and return after my summer vacation late September. I will not do any changes on, on, on the podcast. Um, I think um, that uh, the feedback that I'm getting is that um, my audience uh, is uh, satisfied with what I'm doing, the formats and the way I'm doing it. But I will think about new ideas. I will um, yeah, stack up all the things that uh, I think are worth talking about. And if, have, if you have anything 
that you want to let me know, then send me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de or contact me on LinkedIn and say, hey, this is something you could talk about and that is something I'd like to hear your opinion about. So let's make it a little more interactive and uh, I will have the time over summer to think about what I will do to make your professional lives better. All right, let's get back to artificial intelligence and cars to the Carly project. As I said, it's a big consortium with a couple of very relevant players in that. So one of the smaller companies in this is my design partner, Studio Corbos, here out of Stuttgart. It is um, it's a 50-person design company, very well established in the automotive area. All the big OEMs and many of the big suppliers are their clients. And we're doing a lot of things together. Amongst them is this Carly project. Carly, K-A-R-L-I. You will find that on carly-project.de. It's a German project. The project language is German. So um, most of the information is in German, but there is an English version of the website. I will put this into the show notes, the link to the English site, so that you get the chance to read yourself into it if you're interested. My role in this project uh, is uh, supporting Studio Kobos in various things and in that, in a consultancy role, and in that role I wrote two papers on artificial intelligence in cars and the role uh, it is having there. These... uh, Two papers are public. You can download them. There is a download section on the website. Set News is there in German. So if you speak German or if you want to train your German, um, then you can try it. And if not, then listen to this podcast and you will get the major points of one of these papers in this episode. What is Carly, the Carly Project, about? It is about artificial intelligence in cars, and there are three major work packages. And one is motion sickness. The idea is that if you are in a highly automated or even autonomous car, then you may get motion sick. Some some of us know that from trains or aircrafts. If they sit there and read a book or work on their laptop or stare at their tablets, then um, we get motion sick. We have this yeah, little un, unsecure, uh, un, un, no good feeling, bad feeling in our stomach. Some of you, sometimes it goes even further beyond that. And in cars, and that is a fact, the horizontal G-forces, uh, particularly the lateral G-forces, the one to the left and the right, are far higher than in trains and aircraft. So we expect, and we know this from first studies, that uh, we will face motion sickness even stronger in cars than we have it in buses and trains and uh, aircrafts. And 
One part, one part package of the project analyzes how we can use artificial intelligence to detect motion sickness, maybe even to predict it before people start feeling bad, um, unwell, then uh, we can do something. We can maybe can, can detect it. This is one of the research questions we have here. And then uh, how can we fight it? What can we do against it? Is opening the window the right thing? Is looking outside the window the right thing? Is stopping the ride the only thing that will work at the very end? So those are the questions um, that, that uh, we are researching. And the second part is level conformity, level conformative uh, behavior. You will be aware um, that on different levels of uh, automation, you need to behave in a certain way. So on uh, level two, you need to have your hands on the wheel more or less or be ready to take over at any time. You have to be in the control loop all the time. On level three, you can pull yourself out for a short time. Uh, on level four, for a longer time. On level three, you have to remain in your seat and be ready to take over within a few seconds. On level four, you can have a nap. You can put back your seat. You can pull out a book or, or read something on a tablet. Um, that is allowed there. Um, question here again is how can we detect the behavior of the driver and how we, can we correct it? And all that, again, based on artificial intelligence to allow a very specific reaction of the car and a highly reliable detection of what's going on in the car. And the third one, and that is the part of the project where I am involved in most is HMI, is artificial intelligence driven HMI. Before I get deeper into this, let's make a step backwards and have a look at artificial intelligence. There is one phenomenon connected to artificial intelligence that is discussed a lot, and that's the so-called singularity. That's the point in time when artificial intelligence is better than humans, makes better decisions, when uh, artificial intelligence starts to develop technology, when software starts writing software, when machines start building machines, and then the human becomes obsolete. That is great stuff. That's a great plot for Hollywood movies, and it is used there a lot. You have all these movies, and you don't know which of these beings is artificial or which is a natural, and then you feel that artificial intelligence takes over step by step and starts making own decisions, uh, unpredictable things. And you can do this. You can nicely put this into, into a movie plot. And uh, many of these movies are very successful where all this happens. And my belief is we have a fair chance to avoid singularity. We can, we can get out of singularity by doing one, one specific thing, and that is we need to indicate when artificial intelligence is at work. So whenever you enter a website, whenever you, you use a service, whenever you have a communication with an AI chatbot, there needs to be a constant information. Hey, this is artificial intelligence. You are not interacting with a human. 
you're interacting with a piece of silicon and bits and bytes on this. This is um, what we need. This, and then, then well, we'll put it back to the user so that, that he or she can decide, okay, um, this is computer information. This is not human-based information. I need to recheck it and I need to evaluate it. I need to put my own moral uh, values, my own ethical values on top of it and find out is this correct or not. Is this not only correct by means of correct information, but also correct by the means of uh, being moral and, and uh, indicating my values. <coughs> Sorry. And, and this is this is what we need. And I thought this is an easy thing. We can, can easily do this. But uh, in the past weeks, I had to learn that big tech, that uh, the artificial intelligence uh, companies are not interested in doing that. So the guy that uh, invented ChatGPT, uh, the CEO of, of OpenAI, um, he warns that artificial intelligence may become dangerous for humanity, for our society, for each and every single person here. But on the other hand, he's traveling to Brussels and trying to hinder the European Union of making legislation to control artificial intelligence. So the guys making artificial intelligence, promoting that, bringing that to the market, have no interest to show that. And so my belief is that we need this legislation. That we say, hey guys, and basically just one sentence is enough. I don't know whether this is legally possible, but the one thing should be indicate when AI is at work. Always, anytime, anywhere, under any condition. And then we can draw, we as users, we can draw our conclusions and, and um, act appropriately. And now let's get back to the, to the Kali project. Uh, if we have, and we will have in the uh, HMI, we will have artificial intelligence. So we need to indicate it. We need to show there is an artificial intelligence at work. And this is the major reason why I insist on this and why we do this, that we show it. The second thing is this project is funded by the German government. And so, so when we have the final presentation, there will be persons from um, the uh, German government and they are politicians and they are not experts in technology, not experts in artificial intelligence. So we need to indicate them, hey, have a look here. And, and if, if this thing shows up and does something, then you know that our AI algorithm is at work here. And this, it is doing this and it is doing that. And um, so, so these are the major reasons why I believe that we need to indicate this. And I uh, took the task uh, to analyze the situation all around the... Um, artificial intelligence, how is it displayed? And the first thing I did was building a taxonomy, making a structure, making categories of, uh, of uh, different ways of displaying artificial intelligence. And the first, uh, I went from abstract to realistic. So we have the abstract way of showing it, then I have the abstract figuresque way of showing it, and then a figuresque way, and then a realistic way of showing it. And then the fifth category is HMI integrated. Let, let's run through that. So abstract, this uh, is things like um, a 
little point uh, or a little little ball that changes its color and its shape slightly when the AI is active. It can be a little warm. This is one uh, design we are thinking about. Uh, you can have and then um, so it's super abstract and uh, you can um, yeah you can you can see AI at work but it is not anyhow related to human to humanity to being somehow humanized or humane um, it is very abstract and then there we have abstract figuresque this is very often used uh, for example in, in in movies so it is it contains some kind of uh, human face or human bodies and uh, for example it's a face made out of light dots or it is an abstract uh, uh, face uh, more like an like an emoji uh, this this is uh, abstract figuresque and then figuresque is the next step that is some kind of uh, cartoon character maybe maybe human or maybe it is a funny little dog that is on your screen that represents as an avatar the artificial intelligence. And then we have at the end the realistic way of showing it, the realistic display that is yeah, looking like a human and it gives you the impression, hey, uh, I am a real human and uh, it's, uh, in all details it's photorealistic um, so that, that you get the impression to communicate with a real human. And the last category is what that I uh, found is HMI integrated, meaning that there is no specific thing, no specific area, no specific design showing the activity of artificial intelligence. It is integrated into the buttons, into the backgrounds, into the frames that you have. So maybe you have a vibrating frame around a screen when AI is as active or the buttons get a glow um, when AI is active. So th those, those are the things um, that, that we have in the different ways of, of uh, showing it. And I, I made this taxonomy and found out it works very well because it covers the entire range and you can sort everything you find in the, uh, as an implementation into one of these uh, one of these categories. And the second step, the second thing I did in this uh, report was looking at what is out there, what what is existing, what do we have as a representation of. Uh, artificial intelligence, what kind of avatars do we have in cars or in technology in general? And that was a point when I was extremely surprised because there is hardly anything. The only thing I found in automotive was the Nomi of the Chinese OEM NEO. So they, they have a little ball-shaped plastic piece on top of the dashboard. It looks a little like an alarm clock from, from the 60s or 70s yeah, with a flat part in front and that's a display in it. On this display, there is an emoji-style, very, very simplified uh, face. And this face knows a couple of expressions uh, of fun or of being angry, of patience or impatience. 
So it can show different basic uh, emotions. And that's all in cars. And all the rest in cars is what I call the indirect display of artificial intelligence at work. If you enter a Waymo car in Arizona or in San Francisco, there are displays in that that show you that this car is at work. It shows you, hey, this will be, uh, we'll make a right turn next, and this one, and then after that is a left turn. And I have detected that pedestrian, and I have detected this car. And so you can see artificial intelligence at work, but not as a specific of a tar or a specific way of displaying it, but as part of the entire process. So the results of the of the uh, artificial intelligence, they are shown, but not as not explicitly indicated as artificial intelligence. And um, then uh, after that, we have the uh, speech assistants uh, like Alexa. They also have either these blue rings around the device or um, on smartphones. They have a very abstract way of showing that these balls that change colors, a little glow here and there. So that that is all that, that is all that I found out there. And that brought me to the point that I needed to expand the analysis of the um, of how to display artificial intelligence, and I moved on to movies, to Hollywood movies, and I was, uh, yeah, uh, looking on on uh, the various video platforms into it and uh, trying to find out how do these movie makers, the producers, how do they realize the uh, representation of artificial intelligence. And again, I found this category um, of abstract, abstract figuresque, figuresque, and realistic in the movies. Even the, the integrated approach uh, was, was to be found. So examples of a highly abstract way of uh, representing artificial intelligence is Hall 9000 out of, um, oh, I don't know how this movie is called in English, Odyssey in Space, it's in Germany. Um, anyway, um, that is highly abstract. So this, this whole 9000 is just a red light that, uh, um, yeah, is a little brighter, a little a little lower, and then has some kind of rhythm when it's, it's talking. And that, that's all. It's pretty much the same with the Whopper out of War Games. That's a matrix of yellow and red lights blinking when this artificial intelligence is at work. So those are the examples that are highly abstract. Then abstract figuresque are out of interstellar, Tars and Case, uh, two characters uh, that have a boxy kind of design and they can walk and they can run and they can swim. But uh, you can obviously see that this is a computer um, at work. Or the uh, artificial intelligence Vicky from the movie I, Robot. Well, that, that's also a dot matrix that represents a face. So you have a human face in there. And this human face is interacting. It is doing things. It's showing emotions. It's moving his or her lips. And yeah, so, so it is a little more realistic.
Then um, we have the nice two characters from the Star Wars movies, R2-D2 and C-3PO. I don't know whether they're called in English like this, but I, I think they are. Um, these robots, these android robots um, that move around and do things. And it's also a way of, of showing artificial intelligence. And then at the end, uh, we have um, the movie Ex Machina, the Ava there. That is realistic. And, and this is one of these movies playing around with who's who and all these um, bad feelings that you have if you cannot distinguish artificial from natural intelligence. Yeah, and um, then uh, the movie AI. There the... Uh, artificial intelligence is overlaid on faces of extraterrestrial characters that you have there. So that could be interpreted as some kind of integrated um, AI. And um, this this was the, the, the analytical part here, um, found it out and... Then I said, okay, what, what are the, the requirements we have in the Carly project? And as I said, we need to display artificial intelligence at work. We need to meet all the automotive usability and user experience paradigms. And it shall be very intuitive. And we need to show it when the German government comes and tries to learn about the progress that we did and I mean they want to know what did you do with our money which is their right to do so and um, yeah they will do this and um, they, they they will check it out and so we can have a good way of showing that and all these uh, different ways of representation of uh, abstract abstract figuresque figuresque realistic they all have advantages and disadvantages and I have a, a table in that paper where I list all the advantages and disadvantages so one, uh, I start with, we do not display it at all, which is not an option, but if you make a complete analysis, you can include this. The advantage is that you don't have to design anything. Um, it's just there, and um, the, the HMI doesn't contain any information on the AI, so no problem, just let it go. The um, disadvantages are obvious, so we cannot show it. It is not displayed. And uh, my one, one main statement that I make is that we need to show AI at work will not be fulfilled with that. So this is not an option. If it's abstract, like a dot or this ball or a little warm that uh, is, uh, is shown there, that allows us a high flexibility in design and behavior. You can communicate a lot into that. The disadvantage is it may not be intuitive. So what does it mean if it turns blue? What does it mean if it turns red? What does it mean if it gets bigger or smaller? Or, yeah, so, so users will have to learn this. And so you have a limited, limited chances to transfer information from the system to, to the user, from the AI to, to the user. And so at the end of the day, um, yes, I believe in abstract and... Uh, but uh, I think abstract figuresque may be better. So you have a certain human behavior of the avatar of the display. And now you have to design this very carefully. Um, it may lead to driver distraction and it still may be misunderstandable, but um, it is pretty how 
natural and I believe it will be more intuitive. Uh, but you keep, since it's still abstract, a high flexibility in, in design and behavior. If you go figuresque or realistic, again, you have to design a lot. Um, it may be very distractive uh, in the car. It may be even scary, maybe somehow creepy um, that you're in there, um, but that you have a very natural interaction. So if you have a very realistic, photorealistic avatar in the corner tells you, hey, Peter, you should behave the right way. You are not sitting upright although you should do this. And the person is saying that to me and looks really angry. I mean, we understand this. This is easy to understand and easy to, 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 to realize. So far on this paper, so far on uh, what I did, what are the next steps that we are planning? We are right in the middle of preparations for a user study. So we have checked, uh, we have decided on a couple of, of designs. And uh, we will show this to a larger group of users, collect some data with different tools, and then find out what is the best, what is most accepted uh, amongst users. What, what do they want? Do they accept something that is very realistic? Do they accept something that may be a little creepy, that is somewhere in the middle between abstract and, and, and figuresque? So this, this is what we found, want to find out. And uh, the discussion we are having within the team is that I believe that a little more figuresque will be better, easier to understand, more intuitive, the designer at uh, the designers at Studio Kovas they very much believe in an abstract way of showing that, and so um, we use a couple of scientific tools, a study setup to find out about what is preferred by the users and why. And I will definitely talk about this study. It will take a lot of room uh, in, in the next weeks um, that uh, I have ahead of me. And yeah, um, I, I will let you know here on this one. All right. Um, I talked about the Kali project. Uh, the link is in the show notes to that website. It isn't the website itself is in English. The report I was talking about is available in German only. Um, if you have the need to discuss it, if you want to get deeper into it, let me know. Um, I will see what I can do for you. We are planning the study uh, to find out which level of between abstract and figuresque is the right level to have it in the car. And I will let you know about the study and the results we get out of this. All right, that's it for today. Say it again. Um, I will like a little summer break. I will be back mid-late, probably late September with new episodes, fresh ideas. If you are on vacation already, if you have your summer holidays or had it already, enjoy it. Um, charge up, charge your batteries. If it's ahead of you, again, charge up your batteries, relax. Um, you're not on this globe to work and you're not on this globe to sell yourself to your employer or to your clients. You sometimes do this, of course, but you should take a couple of days off 
and be human, be yourself, do things you love to do, enjoy life and return healthy in fall. That's it for today. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope you were able to take something with you and do something for yourself that will be forever. For an ongoing exchange, you will find me on LinkedIn and on my websites, peter-rusker.com and beyond-hmi.de. Write me an email on the podcast at beyond-hmi.de. Tune in next time. Take care and stay healthy.